Hey guys, it's a beautiful evening in the city of Abuja and I'm excited to come your way again. How are you doing? If you're new here, you're welcome. This is Strip Talk with Similulua, a podcast show where we discuss unpopular opinions about us, you, me, the society and culture. My name is Similulua and I am your anchor on tonight's show to my regular fam. Thank you for joining us again. So, the campaign season is upon us and we are not left out of the train. But in this series, which starts today, we're flipping the campaign and wooing our candidates instead. Cool, right? We're having selected supporters come to tell us why they want their candidates to be president. As it is, we have only been able to come up with what we call the Cardinal Four. However, on tonight's show, we're just going to give you some tidbits about these four major candidates. But before we start, let me put this on record. You know, I look forward to the day where our opinions will be wrong for good. What am I saying? I look forward to that time where we would have new faces, tangible hopes, and smart promises with great joy that comes with promises kept. Having said this, I really appreciate and recognize the courage of the new faces who dare to contest the 2023 general elections. It is a step in the right direction and an inspiration to a lot of people out there that if you can, then we all can. Anyway, that out of the way, let's dive right into the show. Just give me a drink and I'll be right back. So, as we have said earlier in the intro, let's get to know a little bit about our four cardinal candidates. And we will start in no particular order. The first being Alhaji Atiku Abubakar. Alhaji Atiku Abubakar was born on the 25th of November 1946. He was born in Jada, Adamawa State. But by paternity, he's from Sokoto State. His father migrated to Adamawa, and that was how he became an indigent. Atiku Abubakar started school at the age of 8. <laughs> you will agree with me that this is a time where many of us in our generation will be thinking of common entrance. But why did he start late? His father did not believe in Western education and it took the intervention of government to get him enrolled in a school. He went to Jada Primary School at Damawa State and completed his primary education in 1960. He also attended Adamawa Provincial Secondary School and graduated in 1965. These are not the only schools Atiku Abubakar attended. Record has it that he briefly attended the Nigerian Police College in Kaduna but could not complete it because he didn't have his maths at O levels. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Anyway, he went on to work as a tax officer in the Ministry of Finance enrolled for a diploma in law at the Amado Bello University Institute of Administration and after the civil war, he was employed into the Nigerian Customs Service. Atiku launched his political career in the 1980s under the governorship campaign train of Bamanga Tuko, but it was General Shehu Musa Yaradwa that drew him into full-blown politics. Having been mentored, by a core politician, Atiku went on to contest the gubernatorial elections for Gongola State and kept gaining grounds in his political career. Fun fact, Atiku contested the presidential primaries of the Social Democratic Party, 
known as SDP, along with the great MPO Abiola and Baba Ghana Kingibe. In 1998, he joined the People's Democratic Party and won the gubernatorial election of his state, Adamawa State. But as fate would have it, before he could be sworn in, he accepted to be the running mate of Chief Olusegun Obasanjo, the 12th President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Well, we're not going to talk about his strengths and weaknesses right now, but if there's one thing that strikes me about him, it's the fact that he's been contesting election for presidency since 1993. That's much longer than the present president who had been contesting since 2003 before he eventually got it in 2015. Will Atik be given a chance this time around just as Bari was given a chance? Well, we can't know until February. Another fun fact is that Peter Gregory OB was his running mate, <laughs> which leads us to the second cardinal candidate for the 2023 general election, and that is Peter Gregory Omuwasi Obi. Forgive me if I murder the name, but Peter Gregory Obi was born on the 19th of July 1961 in Onicha, Anambra State. Peter Obi is a well-read economist. It is on record that he attended prestigious institutions like the Lagos Business School, Harvard Business School, and London School of Economics. Like many typical Igbo homes, Obi was born into trading and eventually ventured into business before he joined active politics. Obi came into the limelight of politics in 2003 when he contested for the gubernatorial seat of his state under the all-progressive Grand Alliance, APGA. Now, if there is one person who has rigorously fought for his mandate in Nigerian politics, we have to give it to Peter Obi. From contesting his loss in 2003 gubernatorial election to his subsequent impeachment, he is obviously a man who doesn't go down without a fight. After all his battles in court, he is today known as a former governor of Anambra State. I tried to trace his early days in politics and couldn't find a concrete story of how he got into politics. But we sure know this, he was a loyalist of the late Biafran warlord, Odumegu Chukwemeka Uchuku. Hence, the explanation of his candidacy for the gubernatorial seat under APGA. Peter Obi was a one-time chairman of Fidelity Bank. He was also the running mate of Ahaji Atik Abubakar at the 2019 general elections. Now, this brings me to the issue or to the question of bosses and proteges. At one point, can a protege launch out to do his own thing or explore, especially when values are beginning to conflict? And in view of conflicting values, what role should and would loyalty play in determining the political career of both the boss and the protege? This brings me to the third cardinal candidate, and it's no other person but Jagaban Chief Bola Ahmed Tinubu. Though his date of birth is in question, <laughs> Wikipedia reports that Bola Ahmed Tinubu was born on the 29th of March 1952. That makes him a 70-year-old man. <laughs> Information about his early childhood and education we could get are reports based on affidavits. However, if we can talk about one thing we know Tinubu for, it's his political antecedents. 
Record shows that Bola Ahmed Tinubu began his political career in 1992 under Social Democratic Party, SDP. Does that party ring a bell? Yes, it should. He met two of his current opponents there in person of Atiku Abubakar and Rabiu Kokonso. He contested for Lagos West senatorial seat and won. However, his victory was short-lived upon the annulment of the 1993 elections. Thereafter, he became an activist and mobilized support for NKU Abiola to be recognized as the duly elected president. He went into exile during the military rule of General Sani Abacha in 1994 and returned after the death of General Sani Abacha in 1998. He became the governor of Lagos State in 1999 under the Alliance for Democracy AD and Tinubu has played important role in politics since then, not just in Lagos State but also at national level. Tinubu can be described as a talent hunter and you will get to find out why in the course of this month. Which brings me to the last but not the least candidate in person of Alhaji Rabi Musa Kokonso. Kokonso was born on the 21st of October 1956 in Madobi, Kano State. He had his primary education at Kokonso Primary School. From there, he proceeded to secondary school before he went to get his diploma and higher national diploma from the Cardinal Polytechnic. While in school, Hopenso was an active student leader and was elected an official of the Kano State Student Association. He is also a master's degree holder in water and engineering and also has a PhD in SAIN. Like Tinubu, Hopenso also made his entry into active politics in 1992 on the same platform of Social Democratic Party. That same year, he was elected as a member of the House of Rep for Madobi Federal Constituency. He subsequently became the governor of Kano State on the 29th of May 1999. It is no gain saying that Pocanso has a large, if that is not an understatement, followership in Kano, his own state. That says a lot about this man. You will agree with me that nobody knows you better than your own people and no one has the capacity to destroy you quickly than your own people. Or is that not why they say that the enemies of the man are members of his own household? But that doesn't seem to be the case for Rabiu Kokonso. His people are not afraid to associate with him. Why? We will find out in the course of this month. Now, having listened to all these tidbits, you will agree with me that they didn't just jump into politics, regardless of businesses or wealth they had. They learned the ropes, started early, and starting early gave them the opportunity to earn loyalty, meet people, and gain grounds. You may see them as good, bad, or ugly as we proceed in the course of the month, but one thing we cannot deny is the experience they have. Now, whether they gain the experience for good or for bad is a different ballgame and a different issue entirely. But, having said all this, I hope you learned something from their story for yourself and your children.
Hey there, thank you so much for stopping by. Please give this episode a thumbs up and follow us on any of our platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, Anchor. Next week is showtime. So keep it a date with us, same time. Until then, by God's grace, I wish you Godspeed and keep well.